and welcome to the second episode of the Super Special Grown Up. I am, I know I don't have to say the miss because this is for Super Special Grown Ups, but I am missing from the Shayla North Hills Library. And I'm Rebecca, and she's also Ingrid, too. That's true. Once again, this is a podcast only with two people. Two Not people. Ingrid, Ing, and Rebecca. Just Ingrid and Rebecca. And here we are. For super special grown-ups only, please remember, this is not for your children. We will not be singing muffin songs. We, we might! No, we're not, though. Mm. We will not be zoom, zoom, zooming. Oh! We will not be dancing. We will just be bantering back and forth about um, what, what we want to. Yes. Last week we had our podcast launch and we did talk about the Supreme Court and whatnot. But then afterwards, I felt, I felt, I don't know. I didn't feel that my part went very well. And I thought that maybe if I were going to do podcasting, I would take a different turn with it. And maybe just my contribution would be miming. That's and and so part. I was just no, I did. That's no, you know what it was. We talked about it afterwards. We like you know we banter and have conversations about. I mean, that's a natural conversation for us to talk about the Supreme Court's decision. But we would never refer to it by name. Right. We would right. not. We just be like, oh, you know that one, whatever the thing. Yeah, and. And um and we have to think if you are listening to us banter and you would probably be aware of these Supreme Court decisions already, so we really don't need to say the case number, but we were worried about not being official. Right, right. And so why don't we just be officially Rebecca and Ing instead of being trying to pretend that we are um something less than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What, what we're officially Rebecca and Ingrid. We do not represent the opinions of the Shaler North Hills Library. We no. just represent our own. Our own, or if we're like, oh my gosh, I was talking to Bob, and Bob thinks this way. Yeah, yeah, because Bob does think that yeah. a lot. I just made Bob up. I didn't a know. lot. Yes, indeed. But here we are, and we had a weekend. Um, this is the second weekend with Miss Rebecca having a different kind of family. Your mother, uh, two weekends ago, had ten toes. Yeah. This is this was the end of her second nine-toed weekend. How yep. are things going? They're going good. Good. They're going real good. She went and got her, her cut-off toe squat looked at last week at the doctor. And um, things are looking good. And she goes back this week to get the stitches out. And she and your father are still together? Still together. Okay. I mean, he asked the doctor, and this is real, he, you know, asked the doctor if he could have the baby toe, because when they got married, he married all of her, not just part of her. So he wanted all those pieces, which I'm sure the doctors thought was super funny and cracked up That's about. So but, nice. you know, but I have questions, like, where did the toe go? I mean, I'm sure it went into some incinerator or something, but I don't know. Where did the toe go? But I wouldn't ask about the toe. But you know what I feel like the most thing about this weekend that I found worrisome? I mean, I'm happy for my mom's nine-toed situation because that tenth toe really caused her a lot of physical pain. And she's excited to buy shoes now. Uh, but what I found most disturbing about the weekend is, um, you know, the good old pandemic. And not even so much the pandemic, the, the humans... 
um, who are living in the pandemic with us. And I just don't know what is so hard. I mean, yes, things are hard, but but so many things are so much harder than wearing a mask or staying away from people. I don't know. It does seem, especially something harder than that is watching someone die or suffer from COVID. I would imagine I would think so, that yes. would be hard. And I would think that would be is, harder. I think that would be a lot harder than wearing a mask. And I was talking with uh, two millennials this weekend who absolutely think that we, um, the older generations, are selfish anyway. Um, and, wow. and they said that the biggest problem with the mask is that it, it was we were all told that we wear the mask for other people. And we should have been told we wear the mask for ourselves. That's what Alyssa said because this no weekend. one cares about other people. Yes, if you were told yeah. from the beginning, yeah. I mean, I mean, sound leadership, Dr. Fauci, you know, governors, yeah. some state officials have from the beginning been like, hardcore about the mask but some some are not so much but even if those people would have been like like if they would like if if our president would have been told maybe in the beginning this is just for you right this helps you right he'd wear that mask i mean it would get like orange stuff all over i also feel as as though politicians especially what whatever side you're on Politicians should want people to wear masks because then their their constituents stay healthy and the possible voters stay healthy. What happens if there's a, a like for you know we recently saw that Donald Trump's staff uh, removed the signs the mask signs at the rally in Tulsa. Yes! But but what what would happen then is is that coronavirus spreads. Those people may be too sick to vote. So you're kind of hurting yourself. No. You know what I mean? By by taking, removing voters who otherwise might vote for you because they're sick or dying. Yeah. I just don't really understand. And I don't understand why we just, I think that last week I'd said that the answer to everything is love. Well, can't you love other people enough to wear that mask? I mean, what's it going to hurt? And I'm like, I don't like, oh my gosh, I love wearing this mask. It feels so fresh. I've encountered three major zit situations since Mm. the masks. But it's like, okay, but maybe I'm walking around asymptomatic. I'm not like breathing it out there into the atmosphere. So just wear it. And you know what? I like to go to Walmart or Giant Eagle early in the morning on my way to work, like right when it opens. And I talk to myself behind the mask. And I think I do it low enough that people don't hear me, but they might. But because I have a mask on, nobody knows. So it's kind of like an invisibility cloak. And I am not a social animal. So... You know. There are a lot of positive things about wearing a mask. I was thinking I have not gone uh, to get my uh, chin waxed or my lip waxed. And so that's causing me a lot of... Right, right, right. And and even though they're open now, I don't Um, feel comfortable yet. You know what I mean? But I don't have to worry about that when I have my mask on. Yeah. I wish that we were supposed to wear a mask over our eyebrows. 
there's nothing wrong with your eyebrows. Well, I'm just I don't saying. see any hairs. Well, I'm way over here. But but and and the other thing is, I eat a lot of broccoli, and I do brush my teeth after. But sometimes broccoli gets stuck in your teeth, and yep. you don't have a chance. You don't have to worry about that. Pop with that mask. mask on. You know? Yeah. It's true. You can pop out to the store if you have to go to the store. Like last night, I try not to go to the store that much, but my phone charger died, and I don't have a home phone, so I needed to charge that. So I had to go to three different sheets. Try to find a phone charger. What's going on with sheets? Like, how much money do they have that they're just knocking them down to rebuilding them? You see the one on Route A? Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't see that. There's one on 19. One on 19, yeah. yeah what are they doing? The very first original. They're making it bigger. Like a big sheets. Oh. I'm a big sheets fan. I am because of the sheets family. But I feel like sheets is like a well maintained place. So it I really just thought. Is. Plus, they have the Shannon Go. Shannon Go. I don't know. Uh, okay, what it is, it's an app on your phone, and you just walk in, you scan all the items that you want to buy, and then you just pay on your phone. Like, I mean, I... That's too high tech for me. It, it's pretty amazing. I do feel bad. Like, I always hold it up to the people that are working there, because one time a young man said, did you pay for that, miss? And because he called me miss, I was completely enchanted. I'm well past the age of being a mess. And, and so I said, oh, yes, sir, I, I did it on my phone, my sharing guy. And he's like, oh, thanks, because it's awkward to ask. You know, but but they have a, yeah. you know, they should be asking, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you had an interesting weekend. You had to travel this weekend. We did travel a little bit. Um, Alyssa goes to John Carroll in Cleveland. It's a little under two hours away. and. Uh, they have a house this year, their junior year, with five girls. And it's it's nice. It's nice for a college house. It's old, so it's it's different. I feel like when you go into a house, you can it's like you get the vibe of the floor plan, but this place is just different and wacky. So that's neat. So George and I got a U-Haul and packed it up Friday night and then drove it there and unpacked it. And really the perk of the trip was one of her roommates had made chocolate chip cookies. And at the end when Alyssa and I were down in the kitchen, she got out the bag of cookies and asked if I wanted one, which I never, if I don't want a cookie, something might be wrong with me. Well, or it depends on the style of cookie. But they were, it was one of the best cookies I've ever bitten into. It was amazing. And then when we were leaving, the gal who baked them said, oh, do you want some to take? And of course, I screamed, yes, in my head. But I said, oh, no, that's okay. Because I thought you you kids who are 20, so they're not, I mean, they are totally kids, but they are also adults. I love young people. Young people are so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And I really wanted to. And I was like, you should have taken them. But I thought, I'll be the grown-up and just suffer without the other cookie and retell the story days later to random strangers who happen to stumble upon this. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what? Let's take a break, and we will be right back. Sounds good. All right. Today's episode of the Super Special Grown-Up Podcast with Ingrid and Rebecca is brought to you by absolutely no one or anything. We are just thankful for your patience 
as we try to put together an interesting show for you. Thank you. And we're back. Here we are. For the Super Special Grown-Ups Only podcast with Ingrid and Rebecca. And, you know, we left off just chitter-chattering about the weekend and bits. Now, Miss Ing, I did wonder, did you happen to listen to any wonderful books or podcasts or both this weekend? I did, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Actually, the book that I read this weekend was brought about because of a book you read in preschool story time on Friday. You read the book, and remind me of it, it was about the girl with the blue hijab. Oh! Yes. What was the name of that? Oh. I can't remember. Something. Coolest Blue or something Maybe. like that. The Deepest Blue. The Best Blue. Right? And it, and it was about a young girl who was excited that her sister, it was the first day for her to wear her hijab. Yeah. And we had a listener, a viewer, who was watching, and she said, you know what? There's a lot of controversy around the hijab. It's yep. a great story. But I recently got into a discussion with my son, she said, about how Western liberals um, really should not promote the wearing of the hijab. And what we do is continue to promote and defend a culture that really uh, demeans women. Mm -hmm. And the hijab is that too. And so she recommended a book to me called Unveiled, How Western Liberalism <gasps> Supports. Um, it's by Yasmin Mohammed and um, so let me, let me just get it so I can get the, okay. It's called How Western Liberals Empower Radical Islam. And she is a, describes herself as an ex-Muslim. Uh, the book was really interesting. I really would love somebody else to read it because she asked me to read this book and she hasn't read it. And I just wanted to, I just really want somebody to read this book because I felt very conflicted by it. I mean, it's, it's a tough topic. It really is, you know. Um, I, I the, the book, I can't find any, um, like, formal review of it. It was self-published. and um, Well, no, no, no. But, and, and it's on a lot of media. Um, but, but the media that it's on is, is more, um, it's not media that I, that I typically follow or anything. So I don't have anything to compare it to. It's not on any of the, quote, mainstream media. It's on media that's a little more conservative. It's a lot more conservative than what I usually mm. listen to. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Because mm. at the same time, so it was very interesting because certainly her experience is just horrific. And I can completely see yep. why she is an ex-Muslim. I can completely see that. Um, and, though, everything, I think every religion has... It's extremities. Has extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about um, the LDS church has been criticized for years because of fundamentalist LDS um, communities. And you think about uh, right-wing Christianity, um, too, you know what I mean? Um, and, and probably, like, everything. Those are the only ones that I really know about. So... I just really wanted to hear from um, Muslim women who 
like to wear the hijab. And I've, I've heard that too. You know what I mean? But I'd love to hear their response to this woman's particular book. But yeah, um, so it was just an interesting weekend. So I'm really hoping that somebody will read this book so I can talk about it with them. Or that I can find anybody in the Muslim community who has read this who will help me to understand this. You know what I mean? So I just don't, because I don't, I don't understand you well, know what I mean? So, oh, well, yeah. and for our purposes for Preschool Express, um, I, like we've talked about this before, I just, I want the little people, or they're big people too, to see and hear stories of people who all look different, who all have different uh attire i don't know you know yeah, just yeah. just to see like hey maybe maybe you have a kid in school like this oh oh that's just a hijab right oh, right, oh right. i vaguely remember this story one time that's just that's like their thing right or right, whatever you right, know just so yeah, it's not like yeah. what's that what's or that? and right. i mean there's nothing wrong with ever saying like what's that, what's that? but right. But in like a peaceful, like not what's that, but like right. oh hey, what's that? Right. I don't know what right. that is. What is that? Yeah. Like a curious, like the one, the one little girl in the story. Yeah. Remember the one little girl was like, "What's that on your sister's head?" Yeah, like, she didn't say it in a jerky way or anything. No, she just was just that. like, and and the young girl can't remember what the girl's name. Asiya was the young sister, and the okay. grown-up sister was Faisa. And Asiya said. That's my sister's girl. Yeah. The girl was like, oh, okay, I think it's cool. You know, so I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. So, because, and I don't know enough about Islam to to make a judgment. I feel like as much as I know about Islam is the same as I know about Christianity and that there's folks who believe or follow these sorts of things there's folks who right. believe and follow these sorts of things and i there's underlying reasons for those ways and it's so broad you cannot just be like oh you're muslim so you're this oh you're christian so you're right. this oh right. you're what it just right. like humans yeah the church with which i'm most strongly affiliated the east liberty presbyterian church has a great relationship with the Islamic Center of Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? And, and they've done a lot of interfaith stuff. And so I guess I've never had a negative opinion or whatever towards yeah. the Muslim community. But but I absolutely, this woman's story is just heartbreaking. I mean, it reminded me of the book Educated that I read about. Yep. Um, the LDS community, yeah, that was it. I feel like at this point in my readings, I don't really, I'm not really after like a heartbreaking story. I feel like there's too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I think this Yasmin Muhammad, she has done like a tremendous thing. Like she, she's a strong lady. Like she got away from her um, abusive family. And, and now has done a lot in helping others who are in that same 
situation to find freedom as well. But it is a controversial thing in the Muslim community. Sounds interesting. What did you read over the weekend? I read two graphic novels, one juvenile fiction called Stepping Stones, which was charming, um, about a little girl and her mom who move to the country from the city after they get a divorce and move in with some guy and they're on a farm and then he has daughters and they come up and kind of just getting used to like a blended family. and. And farm life with city life. But I liked it. It was a nice sweep, but not, you know, sometimes I feel like with, with juvenile stories with like divorce or, you know, merging of families, they can like make it all squeaky clean or it's just like horrible. And you know what? There can be like in between and shades of gray and growing pains of like coming together. And so I liked it. And then I read that Dark Matter a YA graphic novel about uh, depression, mental health. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm reading, my grown-up book is Ask Again Yes, and I love it. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to go home and read more of it. And I will put links to all of these books in the show notes. <laughs> yes. 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 So you and have to the, write these down for And the podcast I listened to on the way to Cleveland no, on the way home, we listened to Friday News Roundup 1A by NPR. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And I also listened to the Jen Hatmaker for the Love podcast on that. She's doing a series on the Enneagram. And so I listened to, to a few, two of those and then another podcast where she talks with her older daughter who is gay and about how when she she's in college now, when she was younger, you know, kind of like knowing and discovering this about herself and growing up in like a Christian household. And and it was just a really... In a Christian crazy. household that wasn't, that saw um, the gay community as simple, Because was Hatmaker conservative then? She was, well, as she talks about in the podcast, her and her husband were, like, reevaluating, like, wait a minute, like, a lot of big questions about the church and beliefs, and while they were doing that, their children didn't know they were doing that, while their daughter was going through this, and it was, like, I just got some goosebumps on my arm, because it was just wonderful to listen to and and the daughter and how she felt when she stumbled upon things her own mother had written yeah and and you know uh, mm. in, in the christian faith of folks who are like nope totally it's a sin and then the other yeah. people are like oh well we love you but we don't agree with that right. that's wrong and how sin. that's like worse sinner. Yeah. um yeah. and so it was just it was a really really good right. podcast uh, I mean, it was just good, whatever, you know, not just podcast, but the, the meat of what they were talking about, it yeah. was just really great. And I just, it was just wonderful. I actually have a friend that I'm going to send that to now. It's a young woman raised in a, um, in a conservative, uh, Christian family 
whose uh, one parent was extremely vocal about uh, homosexuality being a sin. And uh, then she discovered that she was gay and, and how that has uh, impacted her faith life. And, but I am sure she'll find that to be very interesting. It really breaks my heart when people use the words of Jesus to hurt anybody to exclude people because every time Jesus every time we draw a line and say you are included you are excluded Jesus is standing on the other side of the line saying no no because uh love and love and love again that was that was that's what Jesus uh that's how he lived and that's the way that it is so I don't know and we don't know all the ah it just makes me yeah, I just, I like that podcast, like I've said before, she's uh, an outgoing personality, which is different than my own, so listening to it is a bit different sometimes, but I like what she's say, saying. That was on the I sixes? Like it was after the sixes. After the sixes. It was like a special... It was sixes, and then it came after sixes. Um, so it's not Do you see on it? Here. No. It should be. Did you go to all episodes? Um, let's see. It's not coming here yet. So. But I have it. I mean, it must be coming up a different way. So maybe you could just text it to me. Just text it to me, and then I'll be able to have the link. So that's cool. Well, why don't you have it? It's I just podcast. It's not showing up. Do you subscribe? I don't subscribe. Maybe it's because maybe you have to like subscribe or something. I mean, I can still send it to you. Yeah, just send it to me because it it would it usually should show up anyway. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Craziness, craziness. Well, I must say that today I feel a little bit. I'm out of sorts. Uh, just because I'm nervous about the pandemic, there's a pandemic going on, and, uh, just, I can't really say, I cannot seem to figure it all out. Like, what's there to figure out? I feel, I don't know if any of you feel this way, but I do believe that there is a pandemic, um, and I do, no, I do, and it just... But yet, sometimes I feel like a uh, an extremist or like a big warrior or, you know, what's the word? Like when you're hypochondriac or something, but a hypochondriac for the world's health, not mine, you know, because I physically feel okay right now, you know what I mean? But, and, and sometimes I'm among people who, you know, don't like to wear a mask or don't roll their eyes about the social distancing thing. Um, and I just wonder, you know, well, I think I'm right. I mean, I do think there's a pandemic. I mean, people are, you know, getting sick and, you know, but have you ever, have you ever felt that way in this? Like, like, well, how can I be right when there's so many people you see on TV or you see in the neighborhood, or you see at Dunham's like I did last week that aren't wearing masks or, or you know, think it's all uh, 
plot. Oh, so I, I honestly feel like it's just, but it's been made political. Mm. It's been made political by our reprehensible leader. But I, even aside from that, before the pandemic, I felt out of sorts because I just can't comprehend how there's people that are okay with like our with our president and current administration and are like all in on that. So it's kind of like now I can't believe there are people who were who are kind of not treating the pandemic the same way, but with that I I just don't understand your thinking. You know, yeah, I it's I, I don't and I like I'm fine with you know, people disagree or don't see eye to eye, but I feel like these are fundamental differences. Like, I just don't understand. And I've said before, too, with the pandemic, like, I'm also coming from a place like, you know, George and I are still employed. You know, we're working. We did not lose our jobs. Um, but we're still in the pandemic. Who knows what's going to happen in the in the future? Um but I still feel like, my gosh, but people die. They die. They mm. lose their lives. And even if, like, statistically, it's folks in the upper echelons of the population, but but does that matter? Like, does that make it okay to just, oh, well, I've got to get out there. Like, gosh, I just have to go and be at the bar for six hours in a crowd. and. Like why? I mean, come on! They like, just don't get it. And I'm, I'm okay with being home. I love home. I'm not a social butterfly, so and that that's easy for me too. But I don't know. Then I just go on a tangent. It's a hard, it's a hard thing. I and so I found that um, I have been further isolated or. Like, I've unfriended a lot of people on Facebook, um, mostly over the George Floyd stuff, but some of the pandemic stuff. You know, the pandemic stuff, when they have posted things like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a democratic plot, or, you know what I mean? That kind Who of the thing. whole world's in on it? Yeah, yeah, yes. You know, those kinds of things. Uh, I just kind of, I just kind of let that go. To what end? I don't know. To what end? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it, but it, it makes my heart so sad to see health being divided, especially, I mean, we've all known people who've been sick from it, I think. I mean, I have a very close friend, her her cousin here in Pittsburgh, who, who died from it, um, 60 years old. You know what I mean? Like, there's I mean, people have died. People, I don't know. You know. I don't know anybody. I have no personal. You don't know reaction. anybody that had it or anything. No, like yeah. George and Alyssa were pretty sick in February. Yeah, like yeah. Alyssa was so sick, we went and picked her up from school. That's and her right. Home, you and then did. George got so sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we think maybe that was it. But I feel like even, but if but so even if that was it or it wasn't, yeah. 
I think, but just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's, it's not real. Right, <laughs> like, right, that's right. never occurred to me. Like, well, I don't know anybody who died, so I it know must there be, are bodies. It must be made yeah. up. We saw the. I don't know. It's just so interesting. It's interesting. It just went away. Oh no, it's fine. It's still going on. It's still going on. It's still going on. screens everywhere on there. We're still going on. But we should wrap it up. And the other thing is, this is one of those days, unless Miss Rebecca has one, where Mr. Asparagus, I don't know if he has any tips. Like, I can't think of a well, tip we'll for Mr. Think. Tips. We'll have to think. It doesn't always come so easily. No, it really doesn't. Mr. Asparagus, although he is very wise. But we're very thankful that. 17 people listen to our podcast. What? I know. Wow. So that was exciting. I wonder I if four will be back. I hope so. I hope so. Because we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> and if you do think that it should be an all mine podcast. No, it's not an all mine podcast. It's bantering. It's and maybe next week we could talk about the great song Don't Get Angry. We're not going no, to. No, but we can talk about that. About though. the horribleness that it right, is, but right. it's such an earworm. I know. I think next next week, misogyny <laughs> in songs from the 50s and 60s. Right here on the Super Special Grown Up Podcast. Remember, it's not for your children. It's not for your children. A lot of people have said anything offensive. I don't either, but it's very yeah, easy yeah. for us for uh, an F bomb to out. You may be shocked to know. It's a shame. There's a lot of F bombs. Yeah, my father used to call me Reverend Launch because of my language sometimes. All right, have a good week, dear friends. Bye! Bye.